when you go into these situations of really making change and really seeing what you're capable of, that's not going to come easy. Like we know that it's going to be hard work, but no, you need to put yourself in situations where know that this is going to be an epic battle. If you want to really see what you're made of and know what you're truly capable of, where he said, he's like, we are so much more capable of what we believe that we are. It's absolutely crazy. But he said, in order to do that is you got to think of it of going to war with yourself, like your comfort zone and your comforts in life are going to put up a fight to hold their ground. It's like, if you really want to make these changes, you need to put yourself in those situations of a non-negotiable. And the only way you can think about that is you're really going to war with yourself and you need to go in with a victory mindset. Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast, a show to share stories, insights, and experiences in strength, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm Michael Krukowski, host of The Strength Connection, and I'm so grateful that you can join me today. So in these episodes, I connect with some of the most inspiring and successful individuals to chop it up and learn from true life experiences that have helped them become who they are, the strongest versions of themselves. One of the greatest ways I've always learned the most important lessons is through stories. We all have them, and they make us who we are. So let's dive in. Here we go. What's up, my friends? Welcome to The Strength Connection Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Michael Krukowski. I am your host on this special solo episode going into the new year. Hope wherever you're listening that you've had a beautiful holiday season and going into a brand new year. For this one, I wanted to share, going back into the past year on the podcast, I wanted to share some of the biggest lessons, biggest insights that I found, not just good ideas or good thoughts that I heard in these conversations, but things that have really been ingrained into my life and I've adopted into my own psyche, into different practices that have really helped me a lot over this past year. I have over 80 episodes released in 2023, some absolutely incredible conversations with some people who I felt so honored to connect with. Hearing people's stories of not just the success and the triumphs and the things that they've built in their life, but really hearing from the individual about the struggles, the obstacles that they overcame, the insights, the lessons, the mentors that they've learned along the way. That's why I started this podcast. And that's why I love listening to conversations because I know I learned the best through hearing stories. And, you know, naturally as humans, I think we learn the best through stories. So to be able to connect with so many people and hear their stories and how they overcame and got to where they are has been one of the biggest blessings in my life. And so with that, I wanted to go into 14 lessons that I learned in 2023. Um, it's an odd number, I know, but as I was going back, these are the ones that I wanted to share briefly with you because I've seen them impact my life on a day-by-day -day basis. So without further ado, we're going to dive in and uh, get rolling. So number one is raise your standards, not your expectations. So, so this wasn't from a one particular episode that I found, but it came from a lesson I learned from good friends, Carrie Campbell and Brian Grasso from Eliminate Your Limits. This was a kind of an overarch, uh, overarching lesson of the work that I've done over 2023 is I heard a presser that Brian gave about Carrie and the work that she does of going for a world champion title in physique. And not only the efforts that she put towards that work, but also managing multiple businesses that she's super successful at, being a mother to two teenage kids, as well as having an awesome relationship with her husband and all the clients that she has and makes it look so effortless and seamless. 
And Brian gave a great presentation in a mastermind about this, of the way that she does this is she ex she ex expects more from herself than she does anybody else. And she's raised her standards. So it's the level of the minimum effective dose that she works with every day. That's what she holds herself to. And as I was listening to this, this was like middle of the year, I realized that so often, specifically with the goals that we're aspiring to is we put expectations on ourselves. It's like, I need to get to this point by this date. And so it's always you're raising the ceiling of where you want to go, where if you look at it in the inverse and talk about standards is you're actually always raising the floor up. So it's not about having the best of the best days and doing the best of the best every day. It's actually eliminating the shitty days that you have and keep elevating those up. Because if you do that, then even if you're having a tough day or having a struggling day, it's still much higher than where you were before. So instead of always trying to raise the ceiling, keep raising the floor. And this was something that I've, I look at really on a day-by-day -day basis now of what are the standards that I'm holding myself to of the work that I want to accomplish, of the training that I want to do, of what's the mentality that I want to go into the things that I'm doing throughout the day. So not expecting the best, but really just making sure that my standards are at the highest that I can for myself. So that was probably the biggest thing that was a mental shift for me this year was focusing on standards rather than expectation. It's something I talked about in the most recent seminar about setting your goals is what is the minimum effective dose? What are those standards that you're holding yourself to? So I wanted to kick this off with that one because it was the biggest one that I found over this year. Number two is unveil, don't create. I heard this back in February when I got a chance to talk with Adam Rodriguez. So Adam Rodriguez is he's the former founder and CEO of Metaplexus, which was a startup company that I got a chance to go to a summit with that they were holding uh, that they were holding down in Texas. And I got a chance to hear Adam speak at the beginning of this retreat. And as soon as I heard him start speaking about his life and his journey, I knew I wanted to talk to him more and I invited him to come on the podcast and share his story. So Adam is a veteran of the Iraq war. He is started multiple different businesses before a very high achieving guy had a severe traumatic brain injury that changed really the whole trajectory of his life of how much work he could put into the things that he had throughout the day. And through his journey of immense struggle, if you go back and listen, I won't, I can't do it justice of talking about Adam's story here, but I mean, from suicide attempts, from deep, deep depression and despair for much longer than anyone would care to have to go through years, he realized that it's not about creating things that are outside of us. It's about unveiling all the great things that are already within. And this is a message that I have really spoken about over this entire year because I fully believe it. But Adam was the first one that brought this to my mind about we don't need to be adding more things into our life to get what we need to. First, what we need to do is eliminate all the things that aren't serving us and let all the greatness that we already have just come from without. It's the Michelangelo effect. You know, Michelangelo was asked about uh, the statue of David from people and his quote was, David was always in the marble. I just had to strip away everything that wasn't him. So this as a philosophy of life, a mindset of aspiring to goals, this has been ingrained in my mind. And I have Adam to thank for that right off the bat at the beginning of this year. Number three is if you want more, give more. So when I had Jason Phillips on the podcast, this is when this came to fruition a lot. 
Jason's an incredible guy. He started the Nutrition Coaching Institute. He is one of the top nutrition coaches and uh, programmers in the world. And an absolute blast of a guy to talk to. So articulate, so smart in the work that he does. And he told me all about his journey of building the NCI and everything that he works with. One of the major lessons that he talked about was how so many people are quick to throw out their programs and start charging for it and want to make all this money all the all the time where he said, if you really want to build the best program, like put your money where, out, where your mouth is, give it for free first, give it out as much as possible and make the best program that you possibly can and make sure that it works to the best of its ability. Then once you have that, everybody's going to come to you the way that they're supposed to. You're going to have more people that are wanting to connect with you at an everyday basis. So I said, if you want more, if you want to add more stuff into your life, the best thing to do is give as much away as possible. And it's a very different message that you hear from a lot of things in business and work. It's always about what can I get from it? And Jason was the one who has really adopted this mindset of give as much away as possible, and you will have an abundance of everything that you're looking for. Number four is fall in love with your butterflies. So Dr. Nate Zinzer came on the podcast and Dr. Nate wrote one of the best books that I've read recently in uh, 2023. It's called The Confident Mind. This is all about the aspect of what self-confidence is. And Dr. Zinzer was a, I believe, 30-year veteran at West Point, where he worked with cadets who were just coming in, in the psychology department, really the whole human performance and high achieving market. And he also worked with people like Eli Manning of the New York Giants and Michael Johnson, the former sprinter in the Olympics. And this was a chapter he talked about in his book, which was called Fall in Love with Your Butterflies. And he quoted Michael Johnson, where I think it was the 96 Olympics, when Michael Johnson broke the record for both the 200 meter and the 400 meter. And the races were less than like 20 minutes apart from each other. And an, a reporter came up to him afterwards and said, how do you manage your nerves? Like you're, it's so close together, like, and you just achieved like one of the best things we've ever seen in sports. How do you like get rid of those butterflies in your system? And he said, I don't like, that's when I know that I'm at my best. So he was saying that instead of feeling like those butterflies and that nerve wracking feeling that you have as a negative, that's actually a trigger that you are about to be at your best. It's something that's really important to you. And that is a trigger that you can have a mindset about of knowing that this is when you're about to be at your best possible moment. So I thought that was so interesting because the natural thing is when we get those nerves going on, we think that something's wrong and we want to calm those nerves down. When as Dr. Nate said, no, that's when you want to shift the mindset of be no, when these come, that is a good thing. When you are nervous or you are at that heightened sense in your central nervous system, that's when you're about to be at your best. So the best thing you can do is fall in love with that moment because you're about to do something miraculous and something that's really important to you. So that was one of my, that put me back in my seat when I heard that from Dr. Nate and yeah, beautiful insight. Appreciate that, Dr. Nate. Number five is show every bell love. So this was from Nicole Gallagher, who's a young coach out of Florida, aka the Kettlebell Queen. I asked Nicole to come on the podcast this year after she collaborated with a few people that I've had on the podcast. And I wanted to just come on and just hear about her story, just talk shop with her. And she's incredibly strong, incredibly talented coach. And towards the end, we were talking about the process of coaching and working with people and bringing, you know, progressively overloading in weight and all that different type of work. She had this line where she said, where you have to show every bell love. 
And in the context of it, she said that it doesn't matter what weight you're lifting. It's you want to put that same focus and that same respect on it because every weight has a purpose. It might be something lighter, but that's a chance to really dial in and focus on your technique. So by the time you go into a heavier weight, you're going to be ready for it and you're not going to be flailing around. And I love this concept on uh, going into training because I remember Fabio Zonin, in the first ever episode I did of the Strength Connection, he told this story about being focused in training. And he said, if you're stepping up to like a deadlift bar and has the most weight that has ever been on the bar, of course, you're going to be focused at that time. You don't need to amp yourself up to focus because if you're not focused, it's not going to come off the ground. <laughs> He said, it's when the bar has half the weight on it and you still put that same respect and that same focus on it. That's when you really build the skill of strength. And when Nicole said this about show every bell love, I thought this was a beautiful thing because so easily we want to always progress and we want to get things heavier and push the intensity of could be training, it could be work, it could be anything that we're doing in life. But it's those days when maybe we're working with a slightly less weight. We know we can handle it but we still put that same focus, that same emphasis of technique and respect on it. That's where real skills start to emulate and build up. So when Nicole said that, absolutely loved it. Number six is be the man that I want to be. This came from Tim Anderson. So Tim's been on the podcast a couple times and he came on recently this year to talk about a new book that he wrote called Be Naked. And, you know, I said this before, if you know, if there's anybody that I know that emulates the the definition of the strength connection, I think Tim Anderson is the one that does it. He has such a grasp in his own mind and the work that he does of body, mind, and spirit connection. And when he wrote this book, it was very different than a lot of the stuff that I've seen from Tim before, who's done original strength, a lot of work with program design of strength and movement. This was very personal uh, based book on him. He went into a lot of the important things in his own spirituality and religion. And there was a point in the book when he talked about praying to God and asking God to help him be the man that he wants to be. But when we started thinking about it, he said, do I even know what that means? It's like, I'm asking you know, to become something and I don't even know what I'm actually asking him to do. And then he had an epiphany and he had a moment where he said, well, be the man that I want to be. And I remember thinking about this and it's it's so often what we want to just change who we are and go into the next person, the next evolution of who we want to be. Could be changing our body, could be changing our mindset, could be building a business, building a, a family, being a better communicator, whatever it is. We want to ask for that and we want to just become that person when the best thing you can do to actually do that is learn what it takes to be that person and then adopt that on a day-by-day -day basis. So when Tim said that, he started to say, okay, who is the person that I actually want to be? What are the characteristics of this man? And then start intentionally acting like him on an everyday. And if you keep doing that, then naturally by default over time and over the reps that you do, you're eventually going to become that person. So it's slightly self-evident, but I understand this epiphany a lot. And I think when we go into the day that we have, we so are looking towards striving to the goals that we have, where one of the best things that we can do is actually step back and be, okay, well, the person that I want to be, the best version of myself, who is that person? Like, what do they do? What do they think on an everyday basis? And then start acting like that person. That's been a huge point for myself in journaling this year of having a dialogue with the strongest version of myself. And Tim was the first person this year that articulated it in a such beautiful way and has helped me quite a bit over this past year. 
Number seven is do what is required for what you want. So this came from Rick Mayo. So if you don't know Rick, Rick's the creator of Alloy Fitness Franchise. And I asked Rick to come on after I saw a post that he made of opening up the 100th franchise of Alloy. And I asked if he could come on and just share his journey of going into a different whole business market that he did before. And from going from zero to a hundred, what were the lessons that he learned? You know, what were the things that he found along the way, the struggles, the the triumphs, all those things. And he brought up five main points in this uh, podcast that we went into, but this one really hit me hard where we said, you have to know what's required for what you want. And he said, he talked to a lot of people that would want to open up franchises and he would start to say, well, this is what you need. Like we've done this a lot before. This is what's going to be required for you to do it. You need to find this space. This is the amount of capital that you need. This is the amount of members that you're going to be aiming for in order to break even, in order to get to profit, in order to you know, start paying back these things and getting this down. And he saw that so many people were going into this with these rose-colored glasses of thinking that they're just going to go in every day and just take action and everything's going to work out the way that it's supposed to be. When he said, sadly, it's like, no, you need to still know what is required. So this is a very pragmatic, a very dialed in way of just knowing like, yeah, you need to figure out what is required to do, uh, to do what you want to do. And I love this because when we have goals that we have, like oftentimes we just start taking action right away and not actually stepping back and breaking it down and being like, okay, what is actually going to be required? What are the changes that I need to make? What are the things that I need to do, the checkpoints that I need to be looking at in order to get what I want? And Rick said, it's like, don't leave these things up to chance, like actually make the best possible plan as possible. The best way to do that is learn from somebody who's done it before, talk to different people. You know, in his work, he says, he's like, I've done, I've built franchises for people before. This is what's required. And he said, it's amazing how many of us go into these things, not knowing that he said, so the best thing that you can do is find that out first, because that's going to know exactly where you are, point A to point B, and then you can bridge that gap. And when you find that clarity and then you start working towards it and you know that you're progressing in a way that you know is going towards the point B that you want, that is a peace of mind and a clarity that is hard to do if you don't have if you don't have these things. So shout out to Rick for just bringing that into a really pragmatic, really just focused way. All right, number eight is go to war with yourself. This came from Akshay Nanavante. So Akshay is... A Dosekis man. He's one of the most interesting people that I have ever gotten a chance to speak with. A little bit about uh, Akshay is he puts himself in extreme situations. So when he came on the podcast, he was getting ready for a 110-day solo exploration through the Arctic. Yeah. So, I mean, going through blistering cold by himself, going over all the things that are required to do this and this was not the first crazy exploration that Akshay has done before. If you've ever seen his story, he has done some of the most insane uh, feats of human capability. And so when I had him on the podcast, I just wanted to know what makes him tick, what makes him want to go into these extreme situations. And he talked about the gift of suffering and that when you go into these situations of really making change and really seeing what you're capable of, that's not going to come easy. Like we know that it's going to be hard work, but no, you need to put yourself in situations where know that this is going to be an epic battle. If you want to really see what you're made of and know what you're truly capable of, 
where he said, he's like, we are so much more capable of what we believe that we are. It's absolutely crazy. But he said, in order to do that is you got to think of it of going to war with yourself, like your comfort zone and your comforts in life are going to put up a fight to hold their ground. It's like, if you really want to make these changes, you need to put yourself in those situations of a non-negotiable. And the only way you can think about that is you're really going to war with yourself and you need to go in with a victory mindset. And this talks about a lot in his book, Fearvana, which is a great book. I recommend anybody who wants to know more about like the extreme capabilities of what you're able to achieve. But this was one of the most fun and interesting conversations that I've ever had. And I really have to thank Akshay for coming on and uh, talking about this with me. And number nine is aggressively search inside the box. Don't think outside the box. So this was a conversation I had with Dr. Pat Davidson. So if you know Dr. Pat, a genius of strength and conditioning world, he is an unbelievable programmer. And he has, if you just look at it on the surface, some contrarian based viewpoints of how to go into the best strength and conditioning programs. So when you have that mindset, you're going to get some people that are coming at you with some hate. I asked him about this, like, how does he handle these things? He brought up this line where he said, you know, a lot of people think that I'm an outside the box thinker and I'm trying to find all these new creative ways to approach programming. He's like, that's not what I do is I aggressively search inside the box. So I'm looking at all the things that are out there that have worked well, but seeing how they could work even better. And I really love this mindset because, you know, there's that old cliche of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I never liked that. And I don't believe in that because I think that we are people who evolve. Even things that are good, we can make them better. You know, the first car, it worked for what it was, but now we have freaking crazy cars out there. We have Teslas, we have, electro we have electric cars, we have hybrid car. I mean, we have so many different things that we've evolved. If we just adopted that mentality in that, then we'd still be going on with four wheels and barely an engine. And so when Pat talked about this, he said, he's like, it just, it's like the best thing to do is to focus on how can you always make things better? And that's how he approaches all different things in mindset. And some things work really well. Some things don't like you're going to do that when you're searching these things. Some things are the best that they can be. But he said, if you don't look at it really closely, then you'll never see if there's even a better way, a more efficient or a more effective way to do it. And I really love that men mentality because I, I approach that on a day-by-day -day basis. Even though something is working really well, can you make it better? You know, it doesn't mean that you have to jump ship and go into a completely different route. It's just, you're putting a focus in on, can I make this a little better? And I think it's a great lesson of mastery that Pat Davidson brought to the podcast. And I really appreciate him for it. Number 10 is minimalism is not minimal effort. So Pat Flynn came on the podcast and Pat's been on numerous times. And one of the most fun people I love having on the podcast because we just flow in conversation so well. Pat has his own podcast that is hugely successful. Talking about philosophy and training and all things in between with Pat is always a blast. And I asked him about minimalism because it's a term that's out there a lot. And I said, what's your take on it? And he said, it's like, I'm glad you brought it up because so often we think of minimalism as minimal effort. It's like, no, minimalism is still kind of going back to what Rick Mayo said, knowing what's required and doing that, you don't need to do more afterwards. So you're knowing that minimum effective dose. Okay. So he said, like, if you're a beginner at something, your minimalist approach is going to be very different than somebody who's an advanced person in that field. 
it's like, so still you need to know what is required and still put effort into it. But often this minimalist effort, it's a romantic term that we use because it sounds like we don't need to do a lot. No, you still probably need to give a lot of effort. Any change that you want to make is still going to take a lot of focus and a lot of energy on your part. What minimalism really is, is about finding the best possible ways to do it and not adding any fluff that you don't need to. I think that's a great approach for anything that you do, specifically for, for training the body, you know, for business, for you know, communication, anything that you do. And I love that Pat brought this distinction up. And it's something that I've thought of a lot in everything that I've done since we spoke uh, in the middle of this year on this episode. Number 11 is affirmations need to be personal. And this came from Megan Henry, aka the Savage Meglet. So Megan is a blast. She's a mindset performance coach. She's a former skeleton athlete for the U.S. Olympic team. And now she's a you know top-notch mindset performance coach. And we talked all different things of mindset. And she was the person that actually connected me through a lot of the people in Enlifted who have been on numerous podcasts over this year talking about story work and mindset. And she really started that whole path uh, for me on the Strength Connection. But in our conversation, uh, me and Megan, I asked her about like specific practices to do for mental performance, for elevating your mindset. And we talked about affirmations. And I kind of told her, I'm like, I have a problem with affirmations. It's like, I've never really felt like they worked well for me. And she's like, are they personal? And that's where she started going into it. It's like just blindly saying affirmations that are like, I'm the best or I'm unstoppable or I'm, I'm strong, whatever it is. It's like, if you don't believe that at the moment or you don't feel that that's just going to fall on deaf ears, you know, in your mind, it's like, they need to be a personal thing. So she actually broke this down into saying something like, what is an experience that you've had where you felt incredibly strong or you've overcame a big obstacle. And we talked about it. She's like, okay, how did you feel in that moment? Like, what was that like? She's like, okay, now this is how you create an affirmation. So you can say, I am strong because I have accomplished X, Y, Z. And you go back to that feeling. So you're tying it in with an experience that you've already had. And this was a lot I also talked with Dave Robinson about of story work that we do. It's like, when you go into speaking affirmations, they work incredibly well but you need to do another step. You need to make it more personal. You can't just shout, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, because if you're not the greatest, then you're just saying words. But if you or tie it into an experience that you've had, then you actually start to shift your mindset into where you want to be of going into the task that you're about to do. So I love that because we took it from an ethereal thought into a really practical application of how to use this and how to get better at it. So shout out to you, Megan, on that. That was amazing. Number 12 is uh, Mellow Yellow Time. This comes from Todd Durkin. So shout out, Todd. Todd's one of the people that I have wanted to talk to for a long time. And through a mutual friend, we got connected and he jumped on the podcast. And if you've seen Todd before in his mastermind work and all his speaking around the world, he is the exact same person off camera as he is on camera. His energy is second to none. This was just such a blessed conversation. Like I still go back and I've listened to this one before because it is so inspiring to me to talk to Todd. And in part of our conversation, I asked him, like he has so many hats that he wears and he does everything. It seems so well, you know, multiple businesses, keynote speaker, he's building new business entrepreneurship programs. He's also a father of like three or four kids. He has a, a wife, he juggles all these things. 
I said, how do you do this? Like, what is your process? And he went through, I mean, it's a, it was a, it's a work in progress for a long time, but he said the best thing that he found is mellow yellow time, which is actually completely unproductive time away from all other things. He's like so quickly, like we always want to be in productive zone of always creating something or doing something new. He's like, if you're always in that productive time, your mind is never allowed to think freely. It's like, so he makes time in his block where I think he highlights it yellow and it's mellow yellow time where he's not doing anything quote unquote productive. And he just allows his mind to just sit and wonder. And that's when the greatest ideas that he has or the things that he's been working on or maybe stuck on or blocked on, that's when he sees an opening and it starts to really clear out. And this helped me a lot this year. It's because of being someone who wants to achieve a lot, has high aspirations as if you're listening to this, then you're very much the same way. Is it so easy to always want to get every single minute of the calendar blocked off with something productive? Or one of the best things that you can do is actually take that time to purposely be unproductive and let your mind just settle because the the things that you're trying to get to are going to come to you in those moments. It's not going to be when you got a million other things that you're doing. You've got those things and those are on your mind. Actually intentionally creating this time to be away from productivity is one of the best things to be productive in the way that you want to be. So this was a sit back moment in the podcast where I just had to take that in and uh, shout out to Todd for that. I learned so much from Todd in this episode, but this was one that really, really struck home. So number 13 is the power of small ceremony. So Mike Salemi came on the podcast with me. And if you know Mike, he is an incredible athlete in his uh, own realm. He created the Bulgarian bag, uh, which is an incredible tool for training. And I've talked to him before uh, the podcast where we talked all about the training piece. But this one, we talked a lot more about his recent life of being a new father, of working a lot with men's coaching, and a lot more into like the mental performance uh, realm and really like achieving the life that you want to live. And he brought this point up about a retreat that he was on where he had a group of men that was with a bunch of other coaches and they were doing a lot of different things that you do at retreats. But one thing that they did each day is before they dove into eating dinner, Everybody sat around and they would put their hands over their food and they'd feel the warmth and they would say just like a small prayer of gratitude, you know, just a thank you for the food. Thank you for bringing together just a small moment of recognition of being grateful at that time. And they said at the end of it, they gave feedback cards out to everybody in the retreat. And they asked, what were the things that you enjoyed most? What were the you know things that you, know, you could change, all that different stuff? And they said, the thing that people liked more than anything was that small ceremony before diving into dinner where they just expressed that prayer of gratitude. They said it was just something that wasn't even meant to be a big thing in the retreat. They had a bunch of other things where they were diving deep into shadow work and training and all those things that you would think you do in retreats. And they said, the one thing that really hit with everybody was that ceremony. And I really love that. It's because the the ordinary moments, the small things that we do on an everyday basis that don't seem very important, they seem very mundane, they seem very ordinary. Taking a moment and actually expressing gratitude and being present at that time it's one of the most powerful things you can do just overall in life. That's why I talked about having a mantra before going into training, just speaking just a quick moment of gratitude. 
those uh, getting out of the automatic zones of things that you do on a day by day basis, tying your shoes or sitting down for a meal or driving your car, actually taking that moment that is normally where you mentally check out and you just go through the day and actually feeling the presence of that moment as much as you can and seeing that those moments make up a lot more of our time than we think. There's actually the majority of our day is the routine, the mundane, the ordinary moments that pop up. So actually having a small moment of respect for that time is an incredibly powerful thing. And Mike said he saw that in everybody in the retreat and he brought it up and that's something that he and his wife do now on a regular basis. And he said it's an incredible thing that he realized how powerful that is in everything else that he does throughout the day. So I wanted to share that with you. Now, the last one here, last but not least, is our job is to inspire confidence. And this came recently from a podcast I did with Joel Cochran from uh, a Proclivity Nutrition. And Joel and I, we talked at the beginning, like the role of a coach and what do we do? And there's so many things that we can go into. Our role is to bring you to a place that you want to go and to inspire you and motivate you and everything like that. He's like, no, he's like, our number one job as a coach, as people is to inspire confidence in another person. Because when you bring somebody and you give them confidence in themselves that they can achieve what they want to achieve, they can move mountains and they are going to do everything that they want to achieve and then some. And I thought just as a coach and as uh, somebody in this field, I thought that was so powerful. It's because I know that when I feel confident in what I am doing, that I am doing the right things and I have self-efficacy that I believe that what I am going towards is achievable and I'm going to do it. It is a feeling that you go through the day like nothing else. Okay. And you know, that feeling, you know, when you feel confident, when you don't and how many of us go into our goals and go into the day trying to aspire to get to the things that we want to achieve with a, a timid feeling of, am I doing the right things? Can I achieve this? And like that confidence is confidence isn't something that you just have, or you don't. It's a wave. And the more that we can inspire confidence, then the better results we're gonna get and then just the happier we're gonna be in our life. And so that just is a very specific thing, I guess, on a coaching realm, but that was just something that really hit home and it's something that I'm aiming to bring into everything that I do in all the work that I put out here. So that's what I wanted to share. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll close it on that. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Uh, I'm so grateful to be able to do this. And for all of you that listen, I'm so grateful for you. Much love to you. Much love to your families. And I hope this is an incredible new year for you. So until next time, talk to you soon. All right, peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you could imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. It's, this group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey. And you'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into the physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. So do not wait. Go now. Seriously, go. All right, much love to you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.